Hello, this is Season 1, Podcast 3 of Between the Presets, a podcast by me, Rudy Stepner. Today's podcast is recorded on June 19th, celebrated now as a federal holiday called Juneteenth, which of course is a contraction of June and 19th. On that day in 1865 in Galveston, Texas, General Gordon Granger proclaimed the freedom of emancipated people in 1865 at the end of the Civil War. The statutory abolition of slavery came with the 13th Amendment passed in 1865. Adding an amendment to the Constitution is not a simple process. An amendment to the Constitution is passed when a two-thirds majority in each of the two houses of Congress, the Senate and the House of Representatives, passes it and then sends it on to the states for ratification. In order for that proposed amendment to the Constitution to become a part of it, it must be adopted by three-quarters of the states. This is what happened in 1865. Legal emancipation is only the first of many steps in freeing a subjugated population. Education is critical. In many jurisdictions, It was not permitted to teach slaves to uh, read, making it easier to control what they they knew. Then there was incorporating uh, uh, emancipated slaves into the muddied economy. This was being done at a time that the country was rebuilding itself after a bloody civil war. One additional issue was the reunification of black families. People who had been enslaved were often sold to separate plantations, sold to separate owners, and uh, there there was a long time when people were trying to track down and reunite with family members. It's worth noting that many people supported abolition for a variety of reasons. In addition to those who were simply morally opposed to slavery, there were the concerns of workers who did not want to be undercut in their struggle for a living wage by slaves. From well before America's founding as an independent country, there was a heated debate about slavery and a strong faction of the country that was opposed to its continuance. Slavery was abolished in 1783 in Massachusetts, 1827 in New York, and in 1803 in Ohio. These are among the states that uh, freed the slaves within their territory well before the 13th Amendment came into effect. The 1861, 1860 population of the United States was 
31.5 million. In 1865, probably through territorial acquisition, it was 37.5 million. The uh, most commonly accepted estimate of the number of Civil War dead on both the Union and Confederate side was a total of 618,222 uh, dead, of whom 360,222 were Union soldiers and 258,000 were Confederate soldiers. Since the population of the United States has multiplied almost tenfold since the Civil War, that would be about like having more than six million war dead in a war today, as far as a percentage of the population. There were many people injured in the war, unable to fully work, and some sectors particularly military-age men, were particularly hard hit. Throughout its history, America has had a collective conscience. Yes, there was slavery. Yes, there was post-war segregation, Jim Crow laws. But at every step of the way, there were people along the way who identified those injustices as something to be eradicated. Juneteenth, Martin Luther King's birthday, these are holidays that should be should be celebrated in a way that honors those who moved our country forward. One of the mottos on America's coinage, in addition to In God We Trust, is E Pluribus Unum which means out of many, one. We have brought immigrants from different countries and fashioned, fashioned these different groups into united people. We have one set of laws according to which we aspire that all are judged equally. The way we interpret our past influences how we chart our future. Extremists on both the left and on the right have sought to foment intergroup strife and demonization. We've seen riots in this country, and we have seen revision of history to make America's past appear entirely as shameful. America did not start out as a perfect country, but America has always been a country with a conscience. We are capable of shame and we are collectively capable of collectively and individually repenting of our individual and collective mistakes. People of all ethnic backgrounds have contributed to the struggle to make America one nation under God. On days such as Juneteenth, Martin Luther King's birthday, 4th of July, Memorial Day, and Labor Day, we should reflect upon the contributions that all Americans have made 
in America's march towards greater perfection. Rather than viewing history as variations on the theme of class struggle, we should view ourselves as all pieces of one puzzle, each of us needed for our own special corner of the picture. I wish you all a meaningful Juneteenth, and it should be a holiday that brings us together in pursuit of a better, a better life together in this country.